Welcome to the Davy Tree Expert Companies podcast, Talking Trees. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Each week, our expert arborists share advice on seasonal tree care, how to make your trees thrive, arborists' favorite trees, and much, much more. Tune in every Thursday to learn more, because here at the Talking Trees podcast, we know trees are the answer. I'm joined this week by Robert Spartz. He's a district manager for the Davy Tree Expert Company. It's called the Quad Cities Office in Iowa, but it's not just Iowa, right, Robert? Uh, that's correct. Yeah, we are located uh, around four towns, which are Davenport, Bettendorf, that are the Iowa side, and Rock Island and Moline, which encompass the Illinois side. So today we're talking all about dormant pruning. Why are we pruning this time of the year? Yeah, so, um, you know, there's some major benefits that you can take from pruning during the dormant season. Um, you know, number one for us as, as arborists is going to be the better visibility um, being able to, uh, look at the tree, get a clearer picture of what needs to be pruned, and then also make determinations on, you know, what's diseased and, uh, what areas could be possibly problematic in the tree moving forward into the future. Um, when we start to talk about storms and things of that nature, um, kind of trying to prevent, you know, future damage to the tree itself. Um, you know, other reasons as well, um, you know, pruning during the dormant season also helps control disease problems as well. Um, the tree is, uh, when you prune it during the winter, um, you know, the sealing process is already starting to occur prematurely before spring hits and, you know, the trees starting to activate and the buds are starting to swell and things like that. Um, the trees is sealing up early. So that way it prevents, you know, um, pathogens from being able to get into the tree itself, um, which is also going to detract insects and things like that from getting in, getting or wanting to attack the tree itself. So um, the healing process as well um, is going to be faster. So that is going to help, you know, like I said, with, with sealing those wounds, um, those things, um, you know, and also, you know, from, from a homeowner standpoint, you know, doing this type of work, um, you know, with their landscape beds and things, you know, you're going to be able to protect those a little bit better, especially in the northern regions where we get snowfall um, or frozen ground. Um, you know, those are going to be preferential times, you know, to get some good pruning done. So that way, you know, we're not smashing your hostas, you know, your perennials and things like that. Um, you know, going to be major beneficial there. Um, it also saves time and uh, money as well, along with that, um, you know, being able to prune when there's not a bunch of leaves in the way uh, makes it really hard to see and get and climb through trees and um, even to get an aerial lift or things like that through a tree to prune. Um, so those are kind of some of the main reasons there. Yeah. So without leaves on the branches also, does, does that make it easier because there's not as much weight on there or I don't have that right? Um, I mean, not a hundred percent. I mean, you know, it's, it's more about, uh, you know, just, you know, without leaves on there, they're going to fall through the tree a little bit easier when you cut, when you prune them out, uh -huh. there's not going to be as much in the way, um, makes it easier to ascend and descend the tree as well. Um, you know, in, as far as that goes. Well, one thing we often talk about on the talking trees podcast is homeowners never get up on a ladder and, and trying to do pruning on your own, but how do I know as a homeowner whether I can prune it or I should have an expert from Davy Tree prune this tree? 
Well, always good to have a certified arborist come out and inspect your trees prior to making those kinds of decisions and, you know, kind of maybe helping you along the road. Um, a lot of uh, homeowners will have their own tools, um, pole pruners and things of that sort. Um, you know, when the size gets too big, um, you know, and too high, if you have to get onto a ladder, I mean, definitely, you know, you should be calling a professional. Um, you know, you can go peruse through YouTube and watch some pretty wild videos there. And, um, you know, just see some horrific stories and uh, things that have happened. So um, I would say your first step would be to, you know, definitely go call a certified arborist and have them come out and take a look at the trees and make an assessment. Tell me a little bit about how you learn to prune because to me, and I always say this and not everyone agrees with me. I, I say it's part science, part art but maybe you won't agree with that. But how do you learn how to do it? Because I don't think you can do it from just looking at a book. I think you have to have somebody there showing you what comes out, what stays. How do you know? Yeah, I mean, there is uh, some of it, I would say, uh, you know, as you're first getting started is a little bit of guesswork, uh, you know, trying to a little bit of learning curve here and there. Um, you know, just, you know, there's main things that you're looking for, um, that are going to be identifiable for, for homeowners or even for climbing arborists and things like that. Um, your, your main stuff is going to be obviously deadwood. Um, anything that doesn't have any active buds on it or doesn't have any leaves on it during the growing season. Um, you know, crossing and rubbing branches are ones that are going to be soon crossing and rubbing, um, are always going to be that. And then, um, you know, sucker growth sometimes is, uh, an indication, but you know, that is also an indication too, that the tree is trying to recover energy that's lost. So, um, you know, taking that growth off the tree isn't always recommended, um, depending on, you know, case by case basis. Um, you know, other things too, are just, you know, when you're looking at a canopy and, and limbs are getting crowded and they're getting full and there's not enough area for wind to, you know, evenly flow through that tree. Um, you know, you definitely want to look at, you know, and that's where it's more like guesswork. You're not, there's no real specific limb that needs to come off. You're just, you gotta, you gotta thin it out. So there's a few that you need to take out in that area. And then, you know, want to balance it out on the other side so that the tree is, you know, not structurally off kilter. Well, I know we have both seen trees basically ruined by bad pruning. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> Talk about showing up at a property and seeing something that's been improperly pruned for a long time. I know it's case by case, but but what percentage can you save? Just just from your experience going out and seeing trees pruned badly, how many of them is it is it a lost cause usually, or or is there a time where you go and you're like fifty fifty, or what do you think? Um, well, you know, our most common type of pruning that we see that's done poorly is going to be what we would call topping. Um, you know, um, those are going to be very hard to correct, but you know, uh, it's a type of pruning that we call restorative pruning and it takes some time and it's not something that over one pruning session, you're going to fix and, you know, make the tree better again. It's, it's going to take several years of, you know, maybe once every year or once every couple years coming back to that tree and correcting the mistakes that have been made in the past. So let's go back to homeowners. We're on the ground. Uh, we've got a small branch that we want to remove. Uh, and instead of just cutting right at the tree, 
I've learned from doing this podcast, you need more than one cut because if you cut it right next to the tree, that branch could just tear the bark off. Is that sure. right? Yeah, no, that is 100% correct. You know, our typical pruning method is going to be called the, the three-step method where you're making three cuts. So, you know, your first cut is always going to be the underside of the branch. Um, you're basically looking at about uh, going roughly around 50% half through the bottom of it um, to prevent that tear from happening. So, you know, your first step, obviously, like I said, is the undercut. And then you're going to make a top cut, which is a little bit further out. And, you know, don't want it too far out, but don't want it too close either. And, you know, that's when you need to be careful because that is going to, you know, cause the branch to come down very suddenly. You know, when you start cutting through that, it's going to make more of a popping action and the branch is going to kind of just drop. Okay. Um, And then, you know, the third step of that cut would be to make your final cut, um, which is, you know, where your branch collar and your branch bark ridge meet on the tree. And that's when you start talking about how to properly prune a branch and um, where you make your final cut for that limb or that leader or whatever it is you're you're pruning on that tree. So um, there is, if you're going to do some research on how to properly prune, um, you know, researching that branch bark ridge and that branch bark collar are very important um, into, into the sealing process and making sure that that tree does heal properly. Let's talk about proper tools. If you are doing this at home, your feet are on the ground, you have small branches. There's a there's the right kind of saw and the wrong kind of saw. And I've seen people out when I'm I'm sure you have too. You're driving by and you see some guy out there with one of those big old fashioned saws. That's not the right kind of saw to use. Right. So yeah, I mean, having the right tool for the right job, you know, is always something that's going to be stressed um, and important. So um, you know, when you're just pruning the lower hanging branches, um, you know, having, uh, a, you know, some type of pull saw or pull pruner to be able to snip those off um, and do them properly and make clean cuts, not jagged cuts, not leaving stubs, um, which is probably the number one thing that I see homeowners make as a mistake is, you know, it's, it's either they're cutting it too close or they're cutting it too far away. They don't really understand the medium between that. So, you know, really getting into that. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're, again, like I said, if you're going to be on a ladder, don't, um, you know, but then, you know, having a a small chainsaw, um, that's capable for the size of limb that you're taking off, you know, um, is definitely is something that you should think about. Um, but yeah, most of the time, um, you know, for us, we're using hand saws to make smaller cuts on, you know, uh, you know, limbs that are off the trunk, um, if they're low, or we're using a pull, pull saw, pull pruner, things like that. And talk about the importance of sharp tools. Uh, no doubt about that. So, I mean, you know, you're, you're going to save yourself a lot of energy um, by having, you know, your tools properly tuned and sharpened. Um, if it's a chainsaw, you know, having following the proper guidelines to make sure that um, that chain is sharp. Um, you know, uh, dull saws can also cause kickback. Um, which could result in injury as well, too. Um, but yeah, I mean, assessing your equipment before you get started and making sure that it's up to snuff for what you're doing um, is always a recommended option there. And what kind of trees are we not pruning in this dormant season? Um, very few trees do not like dormant pruning. Um, you know, conversely, um, there is, you know, specific trees that will only 
be pruned during the winter for us as well. So um, oak trees, all genus of oaks, oaks are going to be required to be pruned during the winter. Um, all elm trees, um, you know, should be pruned during the winter as well. Um, but, you know, as far as that goes, I mean, unless you're unable to determine, um, you know, bud growth or what's what's healthy and what's not healthy, um, you should be pruning during the winter as, as far as, uh, you know, best time. Um, but just to kind of piggyback off that real quick, um, you know, when you're talking about um, pruning, when you get to the springtime and, and trees are putting all this energy out and their you know, the buds are swelling and their leaves are about ready to pop. That is not the time to prune. You know the tree has expended a lot of energy and and you know built up a lot of time here to you know put put these new leaves out. The best thing to do at that point is to wait until full leaf expansion and the leaves are the full size, and then you know look at pruning in the late, either late spring or early summer at that point. So, so tell me a little bit about how you got into this. Why is this the right job for you? Um, so I initially went to school um, at a community college for uh, turf grass management. Um, I was originally going to go into golf course maintenance, as, as weird as that sounds, as to where I ended up now, but um, obviously a related field. Um, did a couple internships and um, realized it wasn't for me. And at the time I was in, uh, in my trees course, um, going through my horticulture classes and uh, just had fallen in love with it. And every day that I would show up to school, it was the class I was the most excited about. It was what I spent my most time reading about, learning about. Um, you know, we had a group of, of friends in the college there that all we did was walk around campus, walk around, you know, go find a park to park at and just walk around and look at trees and, you know, see who could identify the most correctly and do those types of things. And so, um, you know, when time came, um, you know, Davy Tree had actually sent out a uh, a crew, um, of people out to our office. Um, one of them being Don Rapallo, um, who is still working for Davy tree and, uh, you know, did a presentation on urban forestry. And at that point, uh, everything just clicked in my mind. I, you know, for me, I had really no idea that, you know, um, at the time that urban forestry and, you know, the care of, you know, residential homeowners, trees, um, you know, was a thing. I mean, like I said, I grew up in a population 500 town, you know, our, our, our cure for trees was either cut them down or, or leave them alone, you know, unless something happened to it, you weren't really doing any maintenance to it. So I was really kind of unaware of, of the time and, uh, and jobs that could be available in this field. So, you know, awareness is definitely something that, um, you know, is being brought upon uh, more, more frequently nowadays. Let's talk a little bit about the number one mistakes that you see in, in pruning. And it's not just from homeowners. Oh, you know, my son, my son just bought a house and I got in trouble because when I went there, the first day they moved in, I started looking at the maple trees. Somebody had been coming every year and and trimming the tops of those maple trees off. Yeah. So let's let's start with topping. Yep, I mean, uh, you know, number one mistake you can make for a tree. Um, so not only are you opening that tree to a lot of future problems, you know, uh, disease and insect and and rot, um, decay of that of that limb or leader, or wherever you're making those pruning cuts back to. 
But the tree is also going to respond in a way that we don't want it to respond. And that is it's going to put out a whole lot of shoots in the same area. And so when that happens, you know, um, these all these are never going to get pruned again or the likelihood of them ever getting pruned again is going to be very low. And they're all going to start to just grow and kind of mash into each other. And then, uh, you know, next thing you know, we've got a 50 mile per hour windstorm moving through and it's just busting out, you know, limbs left and right all over the place. So, um, you know, again, it is the worst possible outcome that you could have for a tree is the top of tree. Um, you know, that's, you know, people ask about it, you know, and I, you know, I kind of educate them on it and make sure that, you know, let them know that, you know, we want to do things the right way. And uh, maybe we could look at another way of accomplishing what they're wanting to do. So, you know, there is an effective form of, uh, uh, form of pruning that is uh, reduction pruning. And so what you're doing is you're reducing that limb down to a, another limb that's coming off the side. So, um, you know, the basic uh, structure of that is going to be that that limb that you're reducing it to needs to be one third the size of the limb that of where you're cutting that off. Okay. Um, so that should be, you know, kind of something that you would look at instead of topping, you know, as far as pruning goes. So, so I got in trouble because I sat there at the kitchen table and did a 10 minute diatribe about how could anyone do this to a tree? I can't believe they were coming here every year doing this until finally my daughter-in-law said, we just moved in. <laughs> does, well, that happen, you know, does that happen to you as an expert when you see something like that, that, that is something that you see right off the bat and and you start going off on it <laughs> because I I have to watch myself. <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of residential homeowners that I deal with now um, are kind of secondary homeowners. So, you know, even when I tell them what's happened to this tree in the past, they had no idea, you know, the tree, it's been like that for so long and it's really hard for them to tell. So, you know, again, you know, stressing the importance of, you know, getting a certified arborist out to help identify these things and really uh, get an eye on it just to say, hey, you know, these are the problems that you could be running into in the future if we don't take action now. So that's what I would really be my recommendation. I don't so much, uh, I don't like to harp on anybody, you know, on the decisions they made. I like to, you know, try to come up with a, you know, an action plan and what we can do to help them, you know, moving forward. We can't change what they've already done. Well, Robert, I wish you would have been there so you could have shut me up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Robert, great information. This is the time to get your trees pruned and I sure appreciate your time. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Appreciate it, Doug. Thank you so much for having me. Well, this is the perfect time for me to get out and trim up some of those small trees before the garden takes all my time this spring. Next week, it's all about privacy. As many of us have spent more time at home, we're looking for shrubs and trees that are easy to grow and make great neighbors too. Tune in every Thursday to the Talking Trees podcast from the Davy Tree Expert Company. I'm your host, Doug Oster, and do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast. I hope you're having as much fun listening as I am hosting And as always, we like to remind you on the Talking Trees podcast, trees are the answer.